We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Erin. On our show we like to talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. And this week is the fourth week of Tea Thanksgiving month. Yes. And we are talking about another 80s Hanks comedy. This one, Jen from I Never Saw That claims is her favorite Tom Hanks movie, I believe, she said. I will admit my mind is a little bit boggled by that statement. I liked it. So here's but the But it's not oh, my favorite. The Money Pit. Yes, it's the Money Pit. <laughs> um, here's the thing about the Money Pit. I enjoyed it and I laughed. There was a lot of laughter. There was no plot. And what plot there was made no sense. Well, okay, so the like like you know how we had such a tough time with like um the Langoliers and our five sentence summary? Yeah. I believe we could do this in two sentences. You wanna? Yeah. Tom Hanks and Shelley Long buy a house, period. It falls apart. The end. There it is. <laughs> that, that is the plot of the movie. Now, I mean, I, I will admit that there is something to the house. If we're going to get all English major on it, the house represents their relationship. Sure. And the, and the, you know, the, the destruction of the house it parallels the, the deterioration of their relationship and then the house gets built back up and that one contractor because they all look the same they all look like the same weird new england not any racial stereotype but like kind of like class stereotype of like poor union worker yeah um one of them said basically the theme of the movie about like if you work and build long enough it eventually comes together yeah and he then gave it a beat like uh like you guys uh, and I was like, all right, guy, we got it. We got it. Yes. Yeah. You've delivered the theme of the movie. Let's uh-huh. go. So there's something to it, but largely it's like houses, man. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I did enjoy it, but to say that it, like, Tom Hanks has done so many just stellar movies yeah. that Jen, I want to talk to, I, I want to talk to Jen about why this one instead of A League of Their Own right, or right. that thing you do. Yeah. I mean, I would guess that it would have to do with, like, a nostalgia for having yeah. seen it with something. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, performances were great. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks was fantastic. Shelley Long, very, very good. And, you know, when I, so when I texted you last night that he was peeing in this movie. He wasn't. He wasn't actually peeing. Yeah. He was, yeah. He he, he got started and then got distracted by a statue and a... zipped his pants back up. Right. I'm very confused by that because, like... When you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. You don't just see something shiny and then not... I mean, well, I guess you do if you're like my five-year-old, but then you also, you know... Wet your pants. Wet your pants. Right. That happens to her (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. But again, this... Yeah, I don't know. My biggest... I want to get my biggest problem with it out of the way so that then we can talk about the good stuff. Let's do it. My biggest problem with it is that it doesn't make any sense. Okay. This house was in perfectly acceptable shape until the minute they sign the papers and then it just starts falling apart all around them why was it not falling apart when the other lady was living in it because i don't think that lady was living in it because i think it was his dad conning them out of money it was his dad conning them out of money that that dude at the beginning yeah they got his, married that yeah, was, at it was the his end. dad it was his dad because remember um yeah so then at the end 
she and her husband sell a house to his dad. Oh, right, 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 right. So his right, dad right, wasn't right, conning right. them. No, no, no. Estelle and Carlos were conning them. Right. But, like, was the house... Did Estelle and Carlos know that this house was falling apart and they just basically slapped some scotch tape on everything enough to get it through a showing? I think. And then took all the scotch tape off when they left? I think. Well, so it's either that, which would be a larger, darker plot, I feel like. Yeah. Or it's ju- it's basically like a, like a Kathy cartoon in movie form. Yeah. Where it's like, isn't it always the way... Just, just when you think such and such, then the sink falls through. Yeah. It just seemed like there were so many things wrong with this house that it was inconceivable to me that none of this would have been discovered before, like during the inspection process, which I guess was waived. Right. I, I have a feeling, I, I got the impression that it was basically like a fly by night, we are not doing anything by the book sort of deal. Right. But also just like, even if the woman wasn't actually living in the house, which didn't occur to me until you said that just now. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, like for the entire staircase to just fall off the house (laughs) seems like it was very lucky that it held on until they were like, had like owned the house. Like it's lucky for the con artist lady that it didn't fall off the house while she was walking on it. Right. The door fell off. There was a random hole in the floor covered by a rug that also went through to a hole in the ceiling that they never noticed. It was like a nice circular hole. It's not like he stepped in a weak spot and went through. It, I mean, like, this movie was basically Tom Hanks in Looney Tunes. Like, it, yes, was, yes. it was a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. It, I mean, it was, if you can suspend the disbelief that I clearly was unable to suspend. Right. It was really funny. It would, like, yeah. I would, let, it, let's talk about the uh, the thing that I had a problem with. So, Gaslighting is abuse. Mm-hmm. And um, Hans? Max? Max? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Ca- Carl from Die Hard? Right. Yeah. Absolutely gaslit Shelley Long in a way that was very gross. Yes. And I I can't, I can't believe, I knew it wasn't, it couldn't, like, there's a point in the movie where Max is her ex-boyfriend and he's the conductor of the orchestra ex-husband. she's still in. Ex-husband. Ex-husband, right, right. Of the orchestra she's still in. And he's... A stereotypical German egotist and maestro. Maestro, yeah. yeah. And he basically gets her super drunk and then convinces her that she has slept with him. Yeah. A lot. And cheating and, and cheated on Tom Hanks. Yeah. To the point where she tells Tom Hanks, she confesses and they basically break up. Yeah. And then he comes back and is like, nah, that didn't really happen. Yeah. And like, that she wasn't mad was a big stress relief for me because I was like, okay, cool. So we're not going to have, like, yelling back and forth some more. Yeah. Like, it was clearly the fifth act sort of, like... It was very Shakespearean. It was like, hey, by the way, I was just tricking you. Oh, you trickster. All right, well, bye. (laughs) This is my shocked face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that was super abusive. (laughs) Well, yes. Yes. He was a terrible person he was a ter- i'm like and he wasn't written to be redeemable or or, or good in any way no, he like was just a straight up villain i don't know that he was a villain he was a an obstacle well yeah but he but i i say villain only because he was a bad person with no redeeming qualities yeah like there was a line also when he when shelly long was like i'm not gonna sleep with you and he said i may not ask which i chose to interpret as i may not even put that on the table. Yes. As opposed to the super rapey line. I, that... <laughs> that it was probably intended to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So that was that's the rose colored glasses I'm looking through right now. Yeah. So those out of the way, this movie was super simple and like very very enjoyable. Yeah, there was a lot of um like slapstick body comedy on yeah. Tom Hanks's part, like falling over mounds of dirt and that whole thing where he got paint on his yeah. face and then just everything went to shit. <laughs> and like literally laughed out loud when he uh put through the log onto the fireplace and the fire the entire chimney fell in. Uh-huh. I was like that's really it was the same joke over and over yes. and every single time it worked. Every cuz anything they did was it broke. Yeah. <laughs> like and like I liked when he opened he like slammed the door and he opened it he's like oh the plaster guy came cool. Yeah. Like yeah. And like I also liked the part where he's on the phone he's like what do you want? A bribe? Sure. How much? Like, yeah. he's just so beaten that he's just like, a bribe? Fine. Yeah. 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 He was he was very good. This was this was definitely, like, classic goofy Tom Hanks. Yep. Absolutely. I can see why of the movies that were in that box set that we had, this is the one that I had heard of prior to this. And we've talked about, we've talked to several people. Uh, we talked to Caitlin and Carrie, uh, who wrote, who co-wrote uh, New Erotica for Feminists, and they both were talking about how, like, this is... on a lot of people's lists as like really great tom hanks yeah comedy yeah i get it like it's do you think it would have been any different with somebody else in that role of tom hanks Mm -hmm. Mm. like i can't even think of a contemporary of his who i feel like i feel like you could have had a chevy chase yeah because like there was there was some Clark Griswold like Vegas or like vacation Christmas vacation sort of stuff going on. I which am you... gonna just go ahead and say that the only Chevy Chase movie I've ever seen is Man of the House with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Right, sure, okay. So Um Just this... just so we all know where I stand cool, on cool, 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 Chevy cool. Chase knowledge. But but I understand. I mean I've seen enough clips of yeah. various National Lampoon things. That, yeah. Yeah. He like his character in those vacation movies. The National Lampoon's yeah. vacation is Clark Griswold. And it's basically if Tom Hanks' character in this was just like, just didn't, like, was just like, no, like, put on blinders and like, no, yeah. I have this vision of how it's supposed to be. I'm not going to yeah. take in any of the stimuli that are telling me this is going poorly. I'm just going to yeah. have endless drive and endless enthusiasm and whatever until the end of the movie and the end of each movie where he loses his mind and goes crazy and then things work out sure that's the arc of the vacation movies okay <laughs> yeah because like i mean tom hanks was very good yeah but i don't think that he did anything exceptional i feel like he delivered what was needed for the role and i feel like a lot of like a lot of tom hanks movies like can you imagine the green mile with anybody else in that role no absolutely not i can imagine the money pit starring somebody else when he was in that hole in the rug uh-huh that was that was like peak tom hanks yeah the whole time he was in that that hole in the rug i was seeing flashes of big of joe versus yep. the volcano yep like basically tom hanks singing kind of early rock and roll slash doo-wop is all of those things yeah and that i can't imagine anyone else that was my favorite part of the movie was tom hanks stuck in the floor it was stressful when the permit guy came and he couldn't yell out because his chest was constricted yeah just from a like uh okay yeah like this would make it i would be i would really be interested in seeing if you could make this into a play yeah it would be very noises offy in terms of just the set being a character the set being a character yeah yeah i mean you'd have to like hoof you'd have to get like a professional stunt coordinator to work with your professional set maker because like there's a lot of stuff that you have to have break 
on command. Yeah, I think that you'd probably have to take it down a few notches. Sure. Like there's like the bathtub falling through the floor would have to happen off stage. Right. Or or you wouldn't see it fall all the way through. It would go into some kind of a trap door or something. Right. And like there's probably little things that wouldn't be worth it to put on stage. I can't think of any off the top of my head now, but just like Yeah. I feel like it could be done. On a professional level, it could be done. I don't think that the money pit, the play, could be done by, like, your average community theater group. Right. Um, You'd have to, weirdly, you'd have to add in some plot. Yeah. Because so much of that movie was extended shots of things breaking. Yeah. And, like, like visual gags of... I, I, I loved it when the phone was ringing and he was running to the front door and he was like, oh, that's a huge hole. And, like, the briefcase throwing up and, like... Yeah. Like, there were lots of really great visual gags. Yeah. So I'm really glad we're talking about it on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> um, but Which like, is, as we all know, a visual medium. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. It had, so, like, so many people in Like, and there were so many gags. It was basically a, a, a gag fest. Like, it was... Yeah. Like, I loved when she opened the, the medicine cabinet mirror, and it was just a dude standing there. Mm-hmm. And he handed her Alka-Seltzer, and he was like, hey, did you know you're out of... Uh, you're almost out of birth control? Yeah. Like, that's a funny joke. Yeah. And then she closed it. Yep. Because there's people in their house. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, like, it didn't have, it wasn't, like, a deep anything. Yeah. But it was funny. Like, it was It was sort of like, all right, we got this house. Let's break it and have funny stuff happen. Yeah. And, yeah, and then they get back together. Yeah. I was, so I, I was reading a little bit of the IMDb page, yeah, like yeah. some of the trivia. Yeah. Where they had to, so the house that they used was for sale at the time that they came in to use it. They... I guess, I don't know if they bought it or if they agreed to, like, rent it from the owners for the purposes of the movie, but the actual owner of the house was not aware how much destruction they were going to wreak on it. Oh, no. Now, they did put it all back. Sure. Like, they broke the house and then they put the house back together. Right. But apparently the owner of the house is in some shot late in the movie, and she was, like, actually very, like... I think they kind of appeased her by being like, hey, you could be in the movie. Because she was apparently really upset at how much they demolished her house. It feels like a... And I'm like, did did they... I mean, when you agreed to let them do this, you understood the plot of the movie, right? <laughs> right. Like, did you think they were going to do it with movie magic? Right. Because, no, they definitely need to put actual holes in your house. Right. But see, like, for me, I'm like, well... Yeah, I signed this thing that they said they're going to put it back, which means they're probably going to put it back better than it was. Exactly. So, sounds good. Yeah, because if there's one thing I've learned, it's that generally, in my experience, people who build houses do the cheapest, quickest job. Yes. And if somebody goes to put back a hole or fix a hole they put in your house, it's probably going to be better. Right. Yeah. Yeah, weird. That's that's really funny. I wonder if you can... Like, I'm sure you can see her, because otherwise, whatever, yeah. but I wonder if... I By the time we got to the end of the movie, I had kind of forgotten about that, so yeah. I didn't really look for her. Mm. Ooh, your screensaver's pretty. Oh, thanks. Um, I had also forgotten... So when we saw Max, I was like, why does that guy look familiar? Right. So I had to look him up, and I was like, oh, right, Carl from Die Hard. He died at 45 years old. Oof. Of apparently natural causes. Huh. Like, was found dead in his home. I mean... For all I know, it's this is according to IMDb, so it's possible that it's quote unquote natural causes. Right, right, right. You know, sped along by lots of drugs. I have right. no idea. Right. I have nothing to substantiate that, but I generally feel like when somebody just drops dead randomly at forty five and they're in show business, yeah, yeah, there's a good chance that or autoerotic asphyxiation. That's true. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> it's either cocaine <laughs> or sex games. Or both. Or both. I thought I thought for the longest time he was the guy from Highlander. Is that the guy who was also in Waxwork 2 Lost in Time or that we discussed while we were watching Waxwork 2 Lost in Time? Maybe. I Is know that the old man sitting outside the castle in Waxwork 2? Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. I feel... Hold on. That may actually have been... You may have thought in Waxwork 2 that it was the dude from Highlander and it was actually Carl from Die Hard. Hold on. <laughs> now I need to I need to check this because um, Alexander Good- Godunov. I always like to pronounce it good enough. Yeah. It's the dude from Waxwork 2. He was like the main villain in Waxwork 2. Oh, And well. you definitely thought it was the dude from Highlander. Is he when from watched- Highlander? No, I don't think so. Let me double check. But I'm pretty sure we looked him up and he was not. Um, nope. Dang. But, like, his face is on the cover of Waxwork 2 Lost in Time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there he is. Yep. Huh. That was not a uh, bringing it all back full circle that I ever expected to happen <laughs> on this show. <laughs> but, huh. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Shelley Long was good. Funny. So, in the like in past episodes, you have mentioned how excited you were to watch The Money Pit because Shelley Long is so hot. I think she's really, really pretty and really, really hot. She's very pretty, but I... W- like, I didn't have a face to put to the name. I think in my head I was thinking Shelley Duvall. Yeah. And I knew that she wasn't Shelley Duvall. But right. so when she came on screen, I was like, really? She looks like a normal level of attractive. Yeah, I know. I, the way the way you had talked her up, I was expecting just, like, wicked hot. Yeah. Well, welcome to but welcome to James's head. Yeah. She's I, very pretty. I think she's so hot. Like she was, I mean, and she was, she was good in this. She had that kind of affected 80s like actress in an 80s movie acting yeah that i think that's just her acting because she acts the same on cheers okay she's diane on cheers i know that doesn't mean anything to you but she's like big like basically like rachel from friends okay but 10 years ahead oh 10 years earlier like and that's where i fell in love with her okay because she's amazing cool cool um but yeah like i really like that like they didn't make her be super pretty all the time like she definitely got in the in like you know yeah dust on her and stuff and yep yeah. She also wore some super short shorts while she was cooking a turkey. Well, the 80s. Yep. Um. Oh, my favorite Tom Hanks, Shelley Long exchange was when they were fighting. And uh, it's like, I, you know, sometimes you're so dumb, it's hard to believe you you passed the bar. And he's like, that's funny because you, you've never passed a bar in your life. And he's and then she's like, um, I, you know, I don't really like you when, very much when I'm sober. And he's like, well, it's a good thing that you aren't very you aren't sober very often. I was like, this is some banter, man. Yeah. I don't think I picked up on all of that. I was very tired when I was watching the movie. I don't think I picked up on all of that. And now I'm looking back on it. Was she drunk the whole movie? I think, see, I think that it was supposed to be implied that she was drinking a lot. But we never saw her drink. Right. You can't wait until you're in like the big fight at the end of the movie to bring in the fact that she's an alcoholic and never have shown us that she's ever taken a drink. Now, she got super, super wasted at Max's house. Well, sure, but that was a plot point. But that's it. As far as I can tell, that was the only time anyone drank anything other than water. Well, there was the one dude who drank the whiskey and tried to drive off with it on top of his car. Right. This movie, I feel like none of it is, like, asking to be taken seriously in yeah. any way whatsoever. Like, they're all very cartoony jokes, and I yeah. really appreciated that. Everything is very over the top from the plot of the movie. Like, the whole concept of they buy this house and it starts falling apart the minute the, the papers are signed. Yeah. On through, like, their reactions to things. 
Like there's, they have no water in the house. And so in order to bathe, they have to fill the bathtub using buckets, which they fill from a fountain of a little boy peeing <laughs> out in the garden. And so there's a whole scene of Tom Hanks filling this bucket out of this little boy's pee stream. Yep. Just talking to this statue. And then, of course, the bathro- the bathtub falls through the floor. Right. So then they can't take a bath at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me think that they must have just smelled so good by the end of this movie. Yeah. Well, she got to shower at Max's place. Yeah. So. Poor Tom Hanks, though. Yeah. No showers for him. He looked damn good for not being, having showered. I know. Man, Tom Hanks was, it, like, I mean, he still is an attractive guy, but, like, young Tom Hanks is a type of adorable that I feel like you don't see very often. Agreed. Agreed. Like, again, kind of a normal looking, like, normal level of attractive. Yeah. But some of the things that, like, some of his mannerisms, he's just so cute. He is very, very cute. I, some of the parts that didn't work for me were, like, the beginning part, before they got the house. Uh Uh-huh. Like, with that child rock star thing. Yeah. I was like... What are we watching here? Yeah, that sort of that was weird. And the whole like they're in bed, like having a conversation and a bunch of people storm in. And it turns out that they've been staying in her ex-husband's apartment while he was in Europe. Right. And he came back early and like all of these people just start bringing in stuff. Oh, so that guy that, that first opened the door that they talked to. Right. That was Yakov Smirnov. Okay. Do you know who Yakov Smirnov is? Nope. Do you know the joke structure in Mother Russia? Road forks you. you nope. Know okay. He was that. He was an '80s Russian comic that I don't know that he was actually Russian, but his joke was basically his joke style was basically that. Okay. This thing that you know, but then you change the order of the words so that it sounds kind of dirtier. The okay. Road forks you, I think, was a Family Guy riff on Yakov Smirnov, but like, okay. it was like super. Hack. <laughs> the whole time I was watching him on screen, I was wishing he was Billy Crystal. Uh-huh. That, yep. Yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. Tom Hanks and Billy Crystal haven't done a movie together, have they? I don't know. We should do, We should look that up. I'm going to look that up. IMDb has... Uh, I love IMDb's thing that they don't have on their website, but you have to Google search for it, where you can look up if two people have been in a movie together. Yeah, I've never gotten that to work. Are you going to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. It's stupid that you have to... That I have to Google, like, IMDb two people in a movie together. <laughs> They were in cars together. I don't feel like that really counts. Tom Hanks had like one line where he was the Woody car, like the Woody from Toy Story car. And I'm guessing Billy Crystal was the Mike Wazowski car. Oh, probably. I don't know. I haven't seen cars. Oh. I've seen bits and pieces. I don't think I've watched it start to finish. Is that really the only thing they've been in together? They've been in, let's count them. um, They were in the Joaquin Phoenix uh becomes a rapper documentary called I'm Still Here. Mm. Uh, the Pixar Story, Saturday Night Live 40th Anniversary Special, the 78th Annual Academy Awards, the 64th Annual Academy Awards, 83rd, 65th, 84th, 76th. Okay, so they've both been at a bunch of Academy Awards. Yep, because Billy Crystal hosted. Yes, and Tom Hanks w- was there. Is fi- is yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah, and that's it. Like, basically, that's it. Wow. Uh, I Am Your Child, which is a documentary... Who Needs Sleep, which is a documentary that highlights the deadly combination of sleep deprivation and long days of work. So, yeah. I need Tom Hanks and Billy Crystal to do a movie together. But I think what I want is 80s Tom Hanks and 80s Billy Crystal to do. Mm, Like, I want, like, Money Pit era Tom Hanks and When Harry Met Sally era Billy Crystal to do a movie together. When Money Met Harry. When Harry Met the Pit. I don't know. Pity Slickers. There we go. That's about... He was in City Slickers? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
it's fine. I've kind of assumed that it's fine. It, it's talked about enough. I assumed it was Maybe decent. it's even more than fine. Okay. It's maybe, it's maybe a step up from fine. Okay. I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, wow, it just went from it's fine to I liked it a lot. I, I, I haven't seen it in probably 25 years, but oh, I liked wow. it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Daniel Stern's in it, too. I don't know who that is. He was, did you ever see Home Alone? Oh, was he one? Of, he was the one who the, wasn't Joe Pesci? Right. Got it. And also the voice of uh, Kevin Arnold on The Wonder Years. I don't know who that is. The Wonder Years? No, I know what The Wonder Years is. I don't know who Fred Kevin Savage Arnold on The Wonder Years. Oh, the okay. voice, there, there's an adult voiceover. Uh, oh, cool. And that Got was it. Daniel okay. Stern. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so The Money Pit. Da da da. Maybe this is just a short episode. Maybe this is just a short, short episode. I th- like. I can't. I mean, like we've said. There's all... not that much to say about it. It's it's literally houses falling down. Yeah, I just. I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally watched it. It's one that I've seen snippets of, and always think to myself, I should actually watch that yeah. whole movie. So I'm glad I did. It was on. It was on Comedy Central a lot. I recall. Okay. I don't know that it's one that I'll ever watch again. Of the three Hanks '80s movies, I would be inclined to rewatch Dragnet. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Mostly because I just really enjoyed looking at the romance structure of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, like, it, I, I wouldn't, if somebody was like, hey, do you want to watch The Money Pit? And I didn't have anything to do plans, then, yeah. yeah, like, I would watch it again. But it's not one that I would seek out. Yeah. It's it's, it's we- not that thing you do, sure. which I will constantly seek Ugh. out because that movie is so good. Fuck, Mary kill. Uh-huh. Tom Hanks and the Burbs. Tom Hanks and Dragnet. Tom Hanks and the Money Pit. Fuck Tom Hanks and Dragnet, marry Tom Hanks in the Money Pit, kill Tom Hanks in the Burbs. Okay. Tom Hanks and Dragnet, you'd fuck uh, Scruffy or... I don't prefer them Scruffy. Or like cleaned up and I yelling rather, at people. I'd rather go cleaned up, Okay, but that's just my personal preference. Okay, cool. I, I like a more clean cut look for the most part. Um, But yeah, I feel like Tom Hanks and Dragnet knows his way around the bedroom a little more than any of the other Tom Hanks's would probably. He does have a hamburger phone. <laughs> That is true. He just seemed like he was having a lot of sex in that movie. Yeah, off screen. It was it was all off screen because yeah. But and I mean I I really liked his character in the Money Pit. Walter Fielding was a guy that I could handle being married to way better than whatever his character's name in the Burbs was. Can't I I don't remember. Okay, last last fuck Mary Kill and then we'll go. You have to answer it. Oh oh oh, oh sorry 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 sorry. Uh, kill Burbs. I don't know. No. Yeah, no, I think I agree with you. Last Buck Mary Kill. Uh huh. The Virgin Connie Swale. Okay. Carrie Fisher in The Burbs or Shelley Long in The Money Pit. Fuck Shelley Long, marry Carrie Fisher, kill the Virgin Connie Swale. Yeah. Because the Virgin Connie Swale was a plot device. Shelley Long's character was constantly hanging out with her douchebaggy ex husband and, like, apparently was an alcoholic. And, yeah. And you could do a lot worse than being married to Carrie Fisher. That's true. Carrie Fisher was the most normal of those characters. Right. I agree. She was like the voice of reason in that movie. I have one more. I'm so sorry. No, you do not have to apologize for bringing fuck, Mary kills to the table. Dan Aykroyd in Dragnet. Okay. The guy you thought looked like Dan Aykroyd in The Burbs. Okay. Max from The Money Pit. Oh, you fuck Max from The Money Pit. You marry Dan Aykroyd in Dragnet. God help you. And you kill the dude from The Burbs. Here's my problem with how this is going. I keep, I think that these are not controversial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I keep trying to be like, got her. And then you keep saying, I'm like, that's the only possible answer. <laughs> yeah. Crap. That's not supposed to be how this works. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of one. Hmm. Yeah. There's so clearly the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, because all of these movies, these characters are caricatures. Right, right. And stereotypes and tropes. Right. So, 
Yeah, well, there you go. 80s Hanks. Next week, we're returning to the 2000s. Yeah. For a movie that I really, really love. And have never, and I have never seen, despite the fact that we own it, because you gave it to us. Did we? Did I really? <laughs> At some point, you gave it nice. to us, and I just, for whatever reason, have never watched it. It's really good. I don't want to overhype it, but it's really good. I'm kind of afraid I'm not going to like it because I know how much you like it. That I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going, like, you will have inadvertently overhyped it yeah. over many years. So yeah, uh, look forward to that. I keep forgetting that the Green Mile was part of this month. Yeah, I keep thinking it was part of uh, All Hallows Steve. But it was technically T Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah, we Kinda recorded both. it in All Hallows Steve. We released it in T Thanksgiving. Yeah, but like we could throw that Tom Hanks into the mix. I mean, he, I think he'd go to the top of the fuck list. Dude, want dude like to fuck in that movie? Yeah. Well, I mean, once he's once his pipes got cleared. Yeah, of course that might be largely because his pipes had been blocked for so long that he was finally like, "Hey, I physically can do this again." Yeah. We have to make up for lost time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'd still fuck Dragnet Tom Hanks. I don't, I couldn't marry him. I don't think I'm cut out to be a cop wife. Right. But that's, I, that's also part of it. I might marry Green Mile Tom Hanks. I could marry Green Mile Tom Hanks. Like, he's definitely like that old school. Yeah. I mean, he would be immortal. Now, right. okay, that's interesting. He's immortal. He's not, or he's, The mouse is immortal. He's, he's just going to live a really long incredibly, time. Incredibly, yeah, incredibly slowly aging. So you know he's going to outlive you. Does that help marry or does that? I don't think that. I mean, that's, that's that his problem, in. not yeah, yeah. mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're now, right. I do think being married to someone with his job could be very difficult. Right. I just said I wasn't cut out to be married to a cop, and he's kind of cop adjacent. Yeah. But, like... He's in a uniform. Well, I mean, well, they're, they're different. Agent. So, like, being married to a cop, you have to deal with the constant worry for your spouse's safety. Yeah. In the Green Mile job, you have to worry about... You have to deal with the constant worry about your spouse's mental health. Yeah. If not also their physical safety. Right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Plus, then you'd live in the Great Depression. True. Though they seem to be doing okay. They seem to be doing just fine. Yeah. But honestly, their house was in better shape than the Money Pit's house. That's true. <laughs> so you'd live house. a lot more comfortably in the Great Depression <laughs> than you would being married to Money Pit Tom Hanks. Oof. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm well. good to let this be a short episode. Cool. Me too. Yeah, because you have to edit it. <laughs> yes. Thanks for editing, James. Hey, thanks for... Thanks for scheduling a, 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 a movie with two plot points. Uh. I didn't realize it when I scheduled it, but you're welcome. So we have social media, though. We have a Facebook group. It's called Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. It is fun. Uh, recently, we have been talking about the Wizardmore site where you can... It's the, it's the Pottermore test for sorting um, into your Hogwarts houses, but it tells you your percentages based on your answers. Yeah. Which I think is fascinating i found it highly stressful i'm sure you did because it gave you the wrong answer well it gave me the wrong answer and i could watch that happen so that was something you if you click i know this doesn't help you james but it might help a listener who hasn't done it yet if you click on the picture of one of the houses it turns off the thing where it tells you what your percentages are that would have been good yeah click that then take the test then click it again and reveal your percentages and i would say you don't have to answer anything like you can, I mean, you can, yeah, you can leave the question blank. I I got to the end and I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna go back through because there were there were questions where I was oh because yeah because there's a blank radial to click yeah and I clicked those for some of them and I was like no go back and 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 make yourself make a yeah. selection so like the box one yeah and when, the drink one I was like I don't know yeah. none of these these sound these all sound poisonous <laughs> <laughs> they do all sound poisonous <laughs> when I was taking it for cat 
my kids on Mike's yeah. character. Yeah. The one that was like black or white, I was like, I don't think, I don't, what? <laughs> like when it was me, I was like black, obviously. But then I had to stop and think about what, how would Kat answer that question? And I almost left that one blank because yeah. I feel like Kat might have. Yeah. But she ultimately chose white. Yeah. Because hmm. for me personally, Kat is a ray of sunshine in my life. Oh, and sunshine is white. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not black. Okay. <laughs> um, we So that's what we've been doing on the Facebook group. We also have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash unabashedly obsessed. Uh, we are going to, in December, uh, w- December is going to largely not be us watching movies because... I think we have one movie scheduled. And it's our Patreon it's our ten dollar tier request yes. movie, uh, Mike from Back to the Futurama. Yes, and that's all I'm going to say about it. So you'll have to look forward to what that is. But I am, I'm excited. I'm, I'm feeling many things. I'm excited to watch it because it's been a while since I've seen it. I'm intrigued about how you're going to feel about it in any way. Yeah, because I know I am going into this totally blind. I know nothing. Yeah, Mike, she might hate it, dude. This might this might be the least cup of tea thing you've ever seen. It might be. Um, and three, I'm excited to... It's our first time exercising our new, like, we take notes, we put outtakes on the Patreon as we record the episode and stuff yeah. for the $10 tier. So that's patreon.com slash unabashedly obsessed. We also have a merch store, cafepress.com slash unabashedly obsessed, and you can put our adorable cartoon faces on things. Or you can get a shirt that is... that uh, is. I recently saw the same template on a Friends-style shirt in Ooh. Hot Topic. Ooh. The... Something and something and something and something and something. Uh-huh. Um, we have one of those uh, based around Unabashedly Obsessed that you yeah, can do. Yeah, we do. That's, that's really good. We have... Um, oh, uh, we'd like to thank uh, Jamie Shaheen. Nope. Twitter. Oh, right, right. We have Twitter. Of course. We have a tri- we've always usually done Twitter by now. I skipped Twitter. I think I started with the Facebook group. Yeah. We're doing everything out of order tonight. That's right. It's all falling apart. Yep. Like in the money pit. Yep. We have a Twitter uh, address account account we have hey we have twitter (laughs) we're so good at this job and uh it is at ufo podcast you decide what the f stands for tonight the f stands for falling bathtubs okay i was gonna say fielding comma walter but nope falling bathtubs or also falling apart comma the house is yeah if you want to yoda it yeah there you go if you want to yoda it then you have an option we're very inclusive here Mm mm-hmm we also individually on Twitter, I am at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. And I just want to uh, just really quickly clarify something. <laughs> My name <laughs> on Twitter is Joshua Baskin, uh, which is the name of Tom Hanks' character in Big for the month of Thanksgiving. Also, I spelled it the way he says it at one point in the movie, which is Joshua. Um, so that's why my Twitter name looks like that. And I'll change it back in December. Once in a while, James gets a, an idea in his head and executes it. And he is the only one who really gets it. Hey, I like to think that anyone who read the Patreon newsletter where I live tweeted big and oh, commented sure. on the Joshua thing would get it. I'm sure. <laughs> the majority of people probably are confused. Right. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. So we uh, thank you to Jamie Shaheen for... <laughs> The use of our theme song, uh, it's a departure? Nope. <laughs> nope. Thank you to Jamie Shaheen for the use of our theme songs, Medicines by the Taxpayer. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to Jamie Shaheen for the use of the theme song he wrote especially for us, which we, for whatever god-awful reason, titled, Did You Guys Know There Was a Ladder Down Here? We I... should not be allowed to title things. No, 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 never. Except for podcasts. Yeah, it was a pretty great title. for that. And Facebook groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing else, though. no. You can follow Jamie and his band 
A Silent Few on YouTube. Thank you also to Emily Cardamus for our logo art. You can find Emily on Twitter at Corrupted Gem and on Tumblr at artfulhypothesis.tumblr.com. This has been an absolute wreck job of a of a podcast. It has it looked like it was good structurally and then just like just came falling down. The stairs just fell right out of it. Yep, absolutely. Yep. But it was fun while we risked our lives. We should, we risked our lives so hard making this podcast. <laughs> and we we thank you for uh for joining us and we'll talk to you next week. I'm James. Just sign <laughs> off. I'm Aaron. Smoking kills. And so do pennies. And so do houses. Hey, James almost got mauled by a dog before we started recording this. Willingly. Uh, yeah, it was Doozer and he was playing with him, but I mean there were teeth. Hey Doozer, remember that? Hey Doozer. James did try to bite my dog. I'm not even lying. He actually did try to bite I, my dog. I did. Sometimes sometimes you gotta take out a, a bite out of a dog.